before we get started, this is episode three in my series on why this is the perfect time to become a runner. Now, even if you don't consider yourself a runner, if you've ever even thought, oh, that might be fun, stay tuned and listen to this. I'm going to cover all of those reasons, including I can't run because I have bad knees. We're going to touch on all of that. Also, If you want to close out the year strong, please join me for my new free challenge. It's a 30-day challenge starting December 1st. It's called the Jingle Jog. Check it out. If you go to my website at www.crushingmygoals.com, you will see a great big Jingle Jog banner at the top. All it is is a 30-day challenge to try to get you moving more because movement makes us happy and I want you to have a joyful end of the year. So check that out. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. We are at the final stretch of 2020, and I know we're all excited to turn the page on this year and start something fresh. It is time to get up, dust yourself off, and put one foot in front of the other. We have been moping and avoiding exercising and longing for days when we could race and train with our friends, often for a good reason. But it is time to get serious about moving again. You know why? Because moving makes us happy. And moving makes us feel strong and maybe even invincible. And we could all use a lot more of that right now. Movement has the power to rescue us from pain and negativity, from feelings of hopelessness. It helps us feel gratitude, love, and hope. It helps us bond with others and even reduces inflammation in the brain. It makes us more resilient. And that's all before we even touch on the cardiovascular benefits of movement. Moving, running, walking, dancing, hanging out with your dog and picking up the pace. All of that is good for us for so many more reasons than crossing finish lines or losing weight or heart health. I hear from people all the time who say, I'm not a runner, or things like, I could never become a runner, or I always wanted to do a half marathon, but I'm too fat, or I have horrible knees, I can't run, and I have a lot of thoughts about these things. So we're going to tackle some of these thoughts today because I don't want you to have any excuses. I want you in the new year to feel strong, and I want you to be able to take full advantage of all of the benefits that running has to offer. Even if what you think of is running or what you say, I can't become a runner, even if we have to change your perception of what that is. Because if you walk, but you want to hang out with people who run, if you identify as a runner, you are a runner, my friend. Being a runner is a mindset. Whether you're a runner is not tied to pace or distance or how much you weigh. If you put one foot in front of the other and move at a brisk pace and you want to identify as a runner, you are a runner. What you think is the only thing that's important. 
Running is about challenging yourself, consistently putting in the work. Are you going to commit to moving and challenging yourself to three times a week? Do you want to be part of a community where covering distance and putting in consistent effort is valued? Then call yourself a runner. If you've always wanted to complete a half marathon or a marathon and you haven't, what is stopping you? Do not tell me it's your weight or your knees. What's stopping you is something that's going on between your own two ears. Because you can walk a half marathon. And over time, with consistent effort, you can learn to alternate walking and running. You can learn to alternate walking with short bursts of walking at an increased pace. And then once that's comfortable, you can continue to pick up the pace until that brisk walking pace is a short jog. Of course, you can't complete a half marathon if you think you're going to get out there and suddenly start running. I mean, I guess if you're superhuman, you might be able to, but most of us have to start out slowly and we are gain that ability to increase our pace and increase our distance gradually. You're not going to achieve this if you think this is going to be easy, but guess what? That is part of the fun. I promise you, it is work that is so worthwhile. And in the process, you are going to discover that you can do hard things. Now, let's talk a little bit about those knees. Yes, there are probably some of you who truly have issues with your knees and your doctor doesn't want you running. I guarantee your doctor wants you moving in some way. Find something you like. Maybe it's walking or hiking or race walking. Did you know that there's a whole category of walking that is called race walking? And it's an official event that has its own style of walking and rules and regulations all its own. Maybe that's what you want to do. Or maybe it's something like Zumba or another form of dancing. One of the amazing things about all these activities is that they are solo endeavors But when you do them, you're part of a larger community. So find what you like, join a group, even if it's a virtual workout group right now, and make some friends. Bond over your shared love of running or race walking or CrossFit or Zumba. We need community more than ever right now. So find that activity that you love. And then get involved in some sort of a group where you can bond over those shared experiences, talk about your training, form friendships, plan on meeting up in real life at a race at some point in the future when we're actually able to do things like that again. Now, let's also address that myth, because it is a myth, that running is bad for your knees. That's right. Running is not bad for your knees. Now, I'm not a doctor. And you should always listen to your doctor. And this statement, of course, is not intended to be medical advice. That said, a May 2020 article on Runner's World links to several studies that had this to say. From the article, this should be stated as clearly as possible. Numerous studies have shown that runners have lower rates of knee osteoarthritis than sedentary people. For example, in one study that followed runners and non-runners for almost 20 years, 
X-rays showed signs of arthritis in the knees of 20% of the runners, but 32% of the non-runners. So the non-runners had more arthritis than the runners. From the same article, in a four-month study of middle-aged people, imaging found evidence of damage, not necessarily arthritis, in most people's knees. After half of the study subjects did a four-month marathon training program, MRIs of their knees showed less damage than at the start of the study. That finding meshed with the results of a study that found that after four months of moderate exercise, knee cartilage health improved in middle-aged people at the risk of developing osteoarthritis. So, listen to your body is always good advice. If something causes pain, don't do it. And if you develop pain in your knee or hip or foot or anywhere as you learn to run, don't continue to run on it. And that goes for experienced runners too. If it hurts, don't do it. Instead, see a medical professional who specializes in treating athletes. Where I live in Kansas City, we have a lot of sports chiropractors who help people by evaluating movement patterns and prescribing corrective exercises in addition to the other treatments that they do when you go to these doctors when you're in pain. So don't avoid seeking medical attention just because you're hard-headed and afraid that someone is going to sideline you. Get it checked out because when you take care of a problem early, you're going to miss less time than if you ran on it injured and created an even bigger injury. And that is part of Running is consistency, and if you're constantly getting injured or running on hurt things so that you have to take more time off, you are not consistent. Also, let's remember that weight-bearing exercise protects your bone health. There's also lots of current research showing that running does not cause arthritis in the knee, and that a lot of knee pain people report is actually caused by weaknesses or muscle imbalances in other areas. So let's say you have IT band syndrome. Your IT band is that thick band that runs along the outside of your leg. That IT band could be pulling on your kneecap, and maybe that is what is causing your knee pain. Or you could have knee pain caused by weak hips or weak quads or hamstrings. One of my favorite people to follow on Instagram is Dr. Perry Nicholson. His account is called Stop Chasing Pain. And he always reminds us that the place that hurts often isn't the source of the pain. So with knee pain, this is often the case. Our knee might hurt, but it's because we need to strengthen or stretch another muscle in our body. Have you ever done that thing where you sit on the edge of a bench, maybe at a doctor's office? or physical therapist's office, and you pull one knee up to your chest, and then you recline all the way back so you're lying on your back. And if you have a tight hip flexor or tight quads, the leg that you're not holding on to is going to pop up. It's not going to stay flat on that table that you're on. I'm always surprised when my chiropractor does this to me because my body is always tighter than I think it is. Even when I've been really good about doing all my exercises and all my Pilates and all my yoga and all my stretching. Or here's another one. Have you ever had to do this exercise? Keeping one knee on the floor, go face a wall, bring the other leg up to a 90 degree angle. Now scoot yourself so that you're 
toes of the knee that's at the 90 degree angle is six inches from the wall. And now try to bring that knee to the wall. Do you have the ankle mobility to get that knee all the way over your toe, all the way to the wall? Now, also, if you're doing this, don't yank it. Don't force it. This is a gentle motion. You don't want to hurt your knee or your ankle because you're forcing something. But do you have that ankle mobility to get your foot over your your knee over your toes without lifting your heel or rotating your foot to make that happen? If your ankle doesn't move properly, you're eventually going to notice the effects on your body. It might not be right away. It might not be at the beginning of your training. It might be that it's something that shows up once you're to a point where you're running 30 or 40 or 50 miles a week. But eventually, movement patterns that are not optimal will catch up with you. So remember, it's not always the knee. If you want to run, there's lots of things you can do to run. Unless your doctor, of course, has told you not to run, then listen to your doctor. Do not run. But if you're somebody who just has aches and pains, or you're just out of shape, or it's been a long time since you've moved, you can progress. You don't need to start and go from zero to 50 overnight. And of course, if you ever do have knee pain, you should see a doctor. Never continue to run in pain because that's going to cause more injury. But if you are worried about something like knee pain, and just to avoid injury in general, it also makes sense to do some strength work. So let's say you want to become a runner in the new year. Why not take time to strengthen your glutes for the next few weeks? Strengthen your core. Build a stronger body before you start running. And then you're going to feel so much more confident when you start running and your knees and your muscles are going to be much less likely to hurt because you're going to build the strength and you're not going to cause that extra stress on body parts that aren't ready to do the work. One of the biggest mistakes we make when we start something new is that we think we have to do all the things right from the start. And that is another thing that is so beautiful about this time that we are in right now. We have all the time in the world. So start gradually. You don't need to run one mile today. You don't even need to be able to run to the end of your driveway today. Add a step a day, add a driveway a day, a block each day, whatever that distance is for you, challenge yourself with just one more increment more each day. And every time you get out there to try to work out and just build on it. And finally, remember that it's okay to be a beginner. And for those of you who are starting over, it's okay to be a beginner again. Let go of any judgment you have. Let go of any expectations about where you should be today. Let go of any thoughts about who you used to be and what you could accomplish in the past. Forget about what people might think, forget about what you think about what you can currently do, except for to love who you are today. Appreciate what your body is able to do today. Acknowledge all the things that have gotten you to this point. Maybe you've been busy raising a family or making money or taking care of older parents. Maybe you've overcome an injury or an illness. Maybe you've been depressed or you haven't felt like moving. Whatever it is, you've been through something and you need to give yourself credit for getting through whatever it is. Give yourself credit for what you've achieved and what you've endured. I said a few episodes ago that I'd talk about gear, 
but I never feel like talking about gear. So I'm going to give you a few quick tips, and then I'm going to pose some questions to the group in my Power of Run Strength Challenge. It's a group I have on Facebook. You've probably heard me talking about it before. Head over there, search Power of Run Strength Challenge on Facebook. I'll also link it in the show notes. It's free. Get in there and see what everybody shared for answers to these questions, this question about what gear people need. So here's mine. The most important thing is to get yourself a good pair of running shoes. Find your local running store, figure out if they're open for business or if you need to make an appointment because of COVID restrictions, and then go in and have them evaluate your foot and have them help you pick out a shoe that fits properly. A lot of people will start running with a shoe that is too small, but as you run, as we run, our feet swell and expand, and you need to make sure that there's room for that to happen. You also want a shoe that has lots of room for your toes to move. If your shoe feels like it's squeezing your toes together at all, it is not a good fit. You need those toes to be able to splay and to move as you run. Now, once you get the shoes down, you want to find some weather-appropriate clothing. I like to dress in layers because I hate to be cold. My two things I hate the most when it comes to running are running in the cold and running in the dark. And if you combine dark and cold, I am grumpy. So I like to be warm. So always remember, if you dress in layers, you can peel those layers off, tie your jacket or your long sleeve shirt around your waist, and that way you have a lot more options just as you get heated up. Another thing you want to think about is if you are going to be standing around a lot, like you're all hot and sweaty, and then you're going to be standing outside maybe with a group, which I guess we're not doing right now because of COVID anyway. But if that were to be the case, you would want to have that other layer to put back on so you're not outside freezing, so you can bundle back up after you're done running. Also, if you, depending on your run-walk ratios, if you are standing or walking more slowly at times, or if you're out like walking your dog or you're running with taking more walk breaks, whatever, you're going to get colder, right? So you're going to need more layers that way. But you want to think about planning for it to be 10 to 20 degrees warmer than it is. So thinking about once you have, once you start running and your body starts heating up, plan for Dress like it were 10 to 20 degrees warmer, and you should be about right. Also, if it's cold where you are, even if you aren't wearing a lot of layers, think about things like hats or headbands or gloves just to keep your fingers and your ears warm because that'll make you a lot more comfortable if you're not sitting there running thinking about how freezing cold your fingers and ears are. I also have a blog post that I can link in the comments for once it gets really cold that has years worth of comments and feedback from other runners about how they run in the winter weather. So you can look for that also. Um, I also like to run with my phone. They make all kinds of packs that you can wear around your race, different waist, different ones that are race belts and specific for holding gels and water and hooking your race bib to this belt. I have never found one that fits my big phone with my clunky case, especially once I have the case on the back where you throw your credit cards in. I have a hard time. I like my phone easily accessible. So what I use is I just use a fanny pack 
that I, a cheap one that I got from Target, and it makes it so I can get my phone in and out easily. And I like that because some days I like to be able to change my music or I like to be able to get my phone out to answer texts from people. You know, depending on what's going on in my life, I do not sit around waiting for a client to call if I'm waiting and I want to go run, I go run. So sometimes I might need to pick up my phone and answer answer my phone quickly. So I like to be able to grab my phone quickly. And so I like having something like a fanny pack just because it's more convenient to me. And, you know, you need to remember too, like I like to be able to take my phone out if I want to take a picture or write a note. Like if I hear something interesting on a podcast and I want to make sure I remember it, I want to be able to pull out that notepad and jot something down. Remember that running is what it you make it. It's what's important to you. So don't get stuck in the mindset of thinking that you need to be so hardcore and serious. If it helps you stay motivated, keep it light and fun. If it makes it more interesting to stop and take pictures or chat with a friend or FaceTime with a friend while you run, do it. This is your thing. It's your activity. And also, remember to carry a form of ID, whether that's something like a road ID bracelet or a road ID shoe tag or an ID that you carry in a case on your phone or having that medical ID information filled out on your phone's lock screen. If you get hurt, and I hope you won't, let's hope that never happens, but if you do, you want people who the people who find you to be able to know who to call. And on that note, go check out the other responses in my Facebook group because I'm sure they're going to have lots of amazing ideas and feedback, things that I didn't even think about in terms of gear that you're going to need. Wherever you are in your journey, this season is your warm-up. If you're listening to this in November or December, please join my free challenge. It's called the Jingle Jog. It's 30 days of joyful movement. Come move with me so that you can feel strong, empowered, and energized as we start a new year. I want this to be the year that you rediscover the joy and passion for taking care of yourself, for getting to do some things that are personally meaningful to you, to have that mommy time, to use your brain in ways that you haven't maybe used it in years, and maybe crush some of your own goals along the way. Check out the challenge on my website, crushingmygoals.com. Look for the big jingle jog banner at the top of the page and... Join me in the group, and I'll talk to you next time. We're going to talk more running, more how to get started, more why this is a good time, and I hope that I can get you all psyched up so that when December hits, when January hits, you're ready to have some fun. Talk to you later. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www dot crushing my goals dot com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast. Your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.